Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. We started looking at Matthew chapter 2 yesterday, and yes, we recognize that Christmas is over, but these events happened after, well after the birth of Christ, so we're just... We're just taking. We're just following where Scripture is leading us. Well, and uh, traditionally, on, on the we're we're following where Scripture leads us, but also uh, the the traditional uh, Christian calendar, uh, the Feast of the Epiphany, is where when you remember the visit of the wise men to Bethlehem, uh, and that uh, traditionally is January sixth. So uh, the the old uh, Christian calendar has the wise men coming. Uh, ac- accurately has the wise men coming later. Mm-hmm. So we're ahead. Of, we're ahead of schedule. Then we're not behind schedule, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And that that pretty much is always just typical. <laughs> us being ahead of the curve. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, Said facetiously. That's right. That's right. Yesterday we we talked about the just these first couple of verses. Uh, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? As as Phil pointed out, there's this showdown. Uh, Herod has mentioned this king. Jesus has mentioned this king. We, we kind of tease that out a little bit. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 doesn't even mention Jesus being a king. And so we talked about how the whole Old Testament expectation was that the Messiah would be king, not not a spiritual king, you know, not limited to just your religious life, but Jesus is king over the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Psalm 2 is one of the, the most powerful demonstrations of that. O kings of the earth, be warned, uh, kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When Jesus came into the world as king, and this was prophesied in Daniel chapter 2, the stone cut without human hands, hit the, the clay feet, which represented the Roman Empire. That's when Jesus came into the world, and that began basically the toppling of Satan's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus – so this show is called The Gospel for Life. We are not claiming that, that Jesus is merely the king of our religious life. We're saying that he's king over every part of the universe. You know, um, Herod in his in his wickedness, Herod in his evil, um, murderous, murderous evil. In a way, he actually recognized who Jesus was, and he recognized the threat that Jesus was to him. Uh, and uh, and that's why he um, sent out his goon squad to kill every male child in Bethlehem under the age of two. Yeah. And that's when Mary and Joseph and, and uh, baby Jesus uh, escaped yeah. uh, into Egypt. Yeah. Um, but in in a way, uh, Herod was acknowledging who Jesus actually is. Mm-hmm. 
And there's, uh, if we're really honest about it, there's a, there's a little bit of Herod in each one of us. Yeah. There's a little bit of, there's maybe, maybe a lot of resistance to this king. Yeah. That's, and that's precisely where I wanted to go today. I think in this text, there are three essential responses to King Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's Herod. Uh, he responds to Jesus with absolute hatred. Mm-hmm. There's the scribes and the chief priests who Herod comes to them and says, where is this king supposed to be born? And they immediately cite Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Here's the irony or, or, or the ridiculous absurdity of it all. Bethlehem is five and a half miles away from where they're at. Yes. They and, acknowledge that he's king. They acknowledge in in a way they're answering the question and they don't go to Jesus to worship this king. Right. So their response to the king is indifference. Mm-hmm. So Herod's was hatred. Scribes and the, the chief priest was indifference. And then we see the response of the Magi, which was worship. So let's, let's talk about each one of those, because I, I think that encapsulates every single human being on earth. Sure. This is the way you're going to respond to Christ, either hatred like Herod or indifference or worship. So let's talk about each one of those. Um, on the indifference one, we, since we've teased out hatred a little bit already, um, I think it's interesting how the scribes and the chief priests here, their indifference cannot endure. Uh, indifference will eventually move into the category of hatred because uh, you know the rest of the book of Matthew. Jesus' chief enemies become these very people who are indifferent towards him. Yes. Um, and or, or, or it will end up in worship. Or, yes, yes. Th- thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, because some do. Yep, I, I would say that Nicodemus is one sure. that was probably indifferent, mm-hmm. that ended up a, a worshiper. So, I think you're right. They'll never stay in the middle. Right. They have to, and unfortunately, to most of them went to hatred. Right. Yes. And sorry, Phil. It's it's ironic their indifference uh, because they are the religious insiders. Uh, they they are the ones who you would think you know, they're they're the students of scripture, they're the ones who ought to be most longing for the coming of the king, the promised king, the promised Messiah, and they end up being indifferent. Now you, you got to ask the question why? Um, because they like their status. Alongside King Herod, they're they're advisors to King Herod, and uh, they're they're very powerful, very influential. This king is born that they don't know anything about. Well, heck, um, if I'm a religious expert, and uh, there's 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 th- I, I hope you guys aren't offended. There's three religious experts in this room, so this is a a, a, a dangerous temptation for us. Um. I'm the, looking around for who could possibly be the third. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, to, for them to acknowledge that a king was that the king has been born and they didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh my, that that's to let go of their status as experts. Yeah. They're 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 the great theologians, and this king was born. the 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 promised king has been born, and they didn't know about it. So their response is, oh, 
no, no, that's that's nothing to for us to even worry about. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how this played out, um, clearly the religious establishment would have assumed that the first people to know about the coming of the Christ would be them. Yes, and if you follow the storyline of the scriptures. The first people to know about it is this peasant family, mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph, yeah. and then you get shepherds, mm-hmm. and then you've got the pagan wise men. Yeah. And the wise men come to town yeah. and are asking around, you know, where is the king of the Jews? Well, naturally, the religious establishment is going to hear of, I mean, Bethlehem is an extremely small city. Yeah. Um, right. And, and, so then they come to Jerusalem or asking around Jerusalem and and word is spreading. Yeah. If Herod hears a, of the talk of the wise men, well, so do the religious establishment. Yeah. And they're thinking, well, why are we paying any attention to these pagans? Yeah. Because we haven't got the memo. Yeah. And if we didn't get the memo, it can't be true. And look at the circumstances of Jesus' birth. I mean, yep. the very circumstances demonstrate that God wanted to humble human pride. I mean, he was born in, in you know, within um, smelling of animals. He was born to poverty. He wasn't born in, in rich circumstances. He was born in a no-name town in the Roman world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe let's turn this on our listeners. So the, the scribes and the chief priests were like, eh. They responded in indifference. Listener, how have you responded um, to, to Christ the king? Because you, if you're at a place where you're just saying, eh, um, that's not where you're going to land. That's not where it's going to be at the end. At the end, you're either going to be bowing before the king and worshiping and adoring him like the wise men, or you're going to be Jesus's chief enemy like like Herod was. I mean, there were it wasn't as if Herod was working by himself when he sent those soldiers to go kill these babies. They were willing accomplices in this mm-hmm. in this murderous. Um, so so. That's why these stories are so great. They're not just a random, you know, accumulation of facts. They're actually laying out the ways in which humanity responds to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So then let's talk about this last um, group of people, the Magi. Um, it says that uh, when they found the king, the star uh, <coughs> rose and went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So let's talk about the the worship that the the Magi brought to the king. I was just going to say that I, I find verse 10 to be insightful and slightly convicting when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy um that they knew that they were getting to come to this king and it it just created this overflow of excitement and joy um to be able to go and worship and um you think every week we get this opportunity to go to, to to God's house to worship? Is that do I wake up on a Sunday morning and say I get to go to worship the King? Mm-hmm. Do I have the response of that I rejoice exceedingly with great joy? Um, because really, when we gather in worship, we're opening up God's Word 
to to be able to see Jesus Christ as he's put on display in all of the the different passages of scripture um is my response I can't wait to get there. Hmm. Um and I unfortunately that is not always my response. Mm. Yeah. Um that verse 10 uh, you've been talking about Russ uh when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy the the Greek says joy megalon mm-hmm. and every you, you, listener you know what that megalon means uh, it it's just overflowing joy now you, you ask the question why because when they leave Jerusalem and it says um behold the star that they had seen when it rose i'm in verse 9 Behold the star that they had seen when it rose. In other words, it's talking about the star that they first saw when they were back in Persia uh, and when they set out on this journey. The star that they had seen when it rose went before them and came to rest over the place where the child was. Now, uh, a, a fixed object in the sky has miraculously become, supernaturally become a, a sign that moved right over the place where the child was. Can you imagine they they begin seeing this distant star and they follow it? But now the message is clearly that God knows them, mm. that God has been leading them all along, and that they see this miraculous star come to rest over the place where the child is. It's a personal invitation mm. to these wise men. Wow. Um, and uh, of course they rejoice. And that's the personal invitation that, that God gives to everyone as they hear his word. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're, we're invited to come to Jesus, to receive him as our savior, to repent, to continually repent of our sins, even as Christians and knowing that he will never cast out anyone whom he has received. You've been listening to the gospel for life. Hope these shows have been edifying to you. We will see you next time. 